Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. another episode of the championship roundtable podcast you can find the show at championship pod on twitter i'm louis shackshaft i'm joined by uh joined with jake jackman should i say um in newcastle united fan will have the opportunity to talk about them hovering around steve bruce so we'll, we'll come on to that later on shall we jake how's things and are you looking forward to the next uh, to, to the new season no, not looking forward to it. Uh, I come on these shows not to talk about Newcastle, but there we go. We're going to have to get into it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know you've got the opportunity this time, but let's talk about the chops and changes. There's been many manager departures and arrivals again over the last week or so. Uh, so following on from last episode, we touched on Lampard and the potential that he was going to go to Chelsea. That's happened. Um, and straight away, within a day or two, uh, Philip Koku arrived at Derby. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a, it's a very out-of-the-box appointment from Derby. I thought they were going to go for a Yukanovic or, or a Hewton. I thought Hewton would, would have been a very good fit there. But they've yeah. they've gone for it with, with Koku, and it, it's very similar to their appointment of Lampard. It's very unexpected. Uh, somebody with no experience in the championship, Um in terms of Koku, I think he's a he was a highly rated coach with in Holland, did very well with PSV, won a few league titles there. I think he uh sort of won won the first league title in the club's history for, for a, a good number of years anyway. Um yeah, got yeah. them back on track there. Then went over to Fenerbahce and, and sort of didn't do too well over there, sort of was flirting with relegation when he was there, so it was, it was a bit of a disappointing spell and it obviously hasn't been anywhere since. So he he's very much one of those Dutch coaches that is very highly rated, obviously a, a, a very, very talented former player as well. Um, but a mm-hmm. bit like Frank de Boer seems to be picking jobs that are a little bit odd. Maybe his job selection isn't the best, but I mean, this one at Derby, it's going to be a difficult rebuild there. I think we said that before on this show. It's not going to be easy, but it, it does show ambition there. And it shows that, you know, they've still got, that you know, they're still willing to, to try and spend and, and get out of this division. Um, Maybe something that is even more important with with the financial um, situation in the championship. I know they've had to sell their stadium uh, sort of to themselves in the past to to fund some of the things they're doing. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what yeah. what follows in the in the transfer market because I know they've they're going to have to um, bring in a few players to replace the 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 likes of Wilson and Mount who won't be there next season. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a it's an ambitious appointment and it it is one that could work really well. It could be similar to uh, Nuno. Es- Birito Santo when he came to Wolves, I think he's a he's a similar level of manager uh, abroad, maybe a little bit below where Santo was at the time. But it it will be interesting to see how he does. I think they'll play good football. They'll they'll look to 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 be to pass the ball, um, play good attacking brand of football, which is is similar to what Lampard was doing. So I guess in terms of style, it's it's quite a good follow on from Lampard. So I can see why they've done it in that sense. But it is a huge risk. Um, it's one that I think has huge upside, 
but it could potentially not work as well. Um, it is going to be completely new to him. Um, the English game didn't play here as a player, so it doesn't even doesn't have that to fall back on either. So it'd be really interesting to see how he adapts and with the shorter amount of time he's got with his players and, and planning for the season, it's going to be really really interesting to follow. I think it's a I think it's exciting for Derby fans. I think they've got the right to be excited, but I think it, it, they should approach it with caution as well. And 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 we can really only judge him. Uh, after he's had the transfer window and the first few games, I think there's there's so many unknowns. It's difficult to be too critical, but I do praise them for for the ambition they're showing. Yeah, definitely. I think Derby have done well to recruit him. Such a high high profile player, and and you know his CV as a manager is is half decent as well. You know, assistant manager to the Holland national side, three league titles at PSV. I know you mentioned one already, um, but. Yeah, all, all in all, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, how the first three months go. I don't know, how, how do you feel about Koku coming to the Championship? Do you think that's a step down for him, or do you feel as though he's wanting to prove himself in England? Um, I don't know if it's a step down. I think it it shows the, how how highly the Championship is viewed abroad. Um the the caliber of coaches and players that now come into the league is is so much higher than it was even three four years ago so I think this is just testament to that and and how strong the league is obviously there's a, a lot of big clubs a lot of former Premier League clubs um, and sometimes a championship can be seen as, as the best avenue into that Premier League I'm not sure if Koku would would have really got a Premier League job if that was his ultimate goal and I'm sure it is for a lot of European coaches now. Yeah. Due, to, due just to the absolute glitz and glamour of the Premier League, that's where you want to be coaching. Um, and I think the Championship can be viewed as a as a road into that. Um, and and I think he he's probably seeing this as a stepping stone similar to Lampard, um, which I guess uh, Derby fans might not want to hear, but it is probably true at this point. I think uh, uh, somebody is, you know well-known and as famous as Philip Koku, um, former Barcelona player, former Ajax player, played many times for the for the Dutch national team. He wants to be coaching at that level as well. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he might be surprised at the, at the quality of the championship. I, I hope he's done his research because it is a difficult league. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's a step down. I think it's definitely... It, it, it's an opportunity. I think. I think more and more coaches are going to view the championship as a really good opportunity to get into that Premier League, and I don't blame them for that. Yeah, I'm sure he's uh, got good contacts as well. Obviously, Dutch players and and beyond that, with you know the the experience and and the the, the people and connections that he's had ho- over the last let's say even 20 years. So uh, that'll be like you mentioned, very very insightful and interesting to see who who he does bring in over the next few months or so whether whether they are loan signings but let's talk about another european manager that's arrived in the championship martin o'neill left nottingham forest and was replaced by sabri lamucci who's got another fantastic cv and and managed at national level what's your thoughts on uh, lamucci arriving at forest jay yeah this is one that um I'm a little bit less certain of. I, I know less of him than I, I do about Koku. I watched a lot of PS. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of PSV in the Champions League and in some Eredivisie games. So I sort of knew a bit about Koku before. Whereas yeah. uh, Lamucci, I don't really know much about. You know, you look at his his record as a, as a manager. He's obviously managed the Ivory Coast, um, uh, Wren as well, which is quite a big club, um, and that was quite recent as well in, in Ligue 1. So he's obviously got 
recent experience in a top European league um, led them to, to the Europa League during his time there. So he's obviously got a, a little bit of calibre. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it, you know, it's I'm yeah, I'm not certain. I, th- I think it it could be really, really good. Um, sort of reminds me. It, it, it to me, it seems similar um, to the likes of um, you know Carvajal appointment. I didn't know much about him. It, it, you know, one of those managers that could come in and do really well. It, it, I, I'm just not sure about him. I think the thing with Forest, I think they've got a very, very good squad. Um, I think they underperformed last year based on the players they've got. Um, you know, obviously signed a lot of big Portuguese players tr- trying to follow in, in the footsteps of Wolves. Got that link to, to Jorge Mendes, which I'm sure will yeah. pay off again this summer. Um, but also got a really good young English core, Ben Osborne's player I really like. Um, and I th- it is just quite a good squad. So I think I, I think they were right to get rid of Martin O'Neill. Um but I don't know about Lamucci. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know much about him. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. Um, but I think I have, you know, I, I'd be more confident with with Koku and Derby than I would with Lamucci purely based on. Uh, I just don't know much about him. But I don't know if you've done any more research than I have on Lamucci. No, no, there's there's certainly a question mark over him as well. And and I agree with agree with you. If I you know. If, I had to choose one of those managers I would go with, Koku. I think, you know, you look at Lamucci and although he's, he's managed high-profile clubs, you know, I know he disappointed with with Ivory Coast. He got some, he got them to the group stage of the World Cup, um, if you remember. But he, at the time, he had he had all the fantastic players, um, the likes of Drogba up front, etc. And, and, and they failed in the group stage of the World Cup and knocked out when they were ranked about 20th in the world at that time. Um, and the only success he has had is is in Qatar. Actually, he was a cup winner with El Jaish when he was manager there. So if that's anything to go by, then you know we again it's it's question marks over that because at that level, you know, in Qatar, again, don't know too much about it. Um, and to come to the championship, it's it's a completely different kettle of fish. So um, yeah, for me, it's another one where time will tell. Um, but. What did you think of the you know O'Neill departing? I know we we said didn't we for a good six months that we just couldn't see that one working out, and it and it, and it finally you know was shown the exit door. What what were your final thoughts on that? Yeah, I I I think we predicted this as soon as he came in. We thought it was a bad appointment. We thought the game it it, it probably left him behind, and that that was definitely the case. A lot of the the reports coming out of the dressing room is that he wasn't too popular um which is which is strange because that always used to be one of his strengths or, or was, yeah, was, was one yeah. of his strengths but mm. it might be that the game's just left him behind um maybe he hasn't adapted with the the increase of technology which i think you have to do these days especially when you're dealing with you know players that are synonymous for social media and and and, and gadgets and things like that you need to also sort of embrace that in your own working life and i'm not i'm not yeah. sure o'neill ever really did that so i'm not surprised that he, that 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 the players didn't really take to him. Obviously, a club legend, but I think they're right to move him on. It's just whether this appointment is the right one. I'm sure the owners or, or Mendes probably have links to to, to bring Lamucci in, but we'll see how he does. I think I think they can go into the I think I think they can go into the the season with more confidence than they would have done with O'Neill, even though there is a lot of unknowns. I think that O'Neill, you know, he, he was it was guaranteed not to really work out, and they. He, they would have probably had to get rid of him anyway. So it, yeah. I think with with Lamucci, at least, you know, it's a fresh start and it's a manager that 
that it's probably a little bit more with with the times than than O'Neill is. So it, I think Forrest can be more confident about the season, even if there are still a lot of unknowns. But sometimes an unknown can be good, you know. It, other opposition teams don't, won't know what to uh, expect, and and it could work out in in Forrest's favour. Oh, it could, yeah. We like I say, we won't know the playing style or players that he may recruit or anything at this stage. Really, it's a case of just giving him time, and I'm sure Forrest will be aiming for the, the playoffs um, because they probably should have been there or thereabouts the last few seasons, and, and they've, they've always fallen short. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that one. Another manager recruited uh, was. City's uh, Grant McCann from Doncaster Rovers. I'm a bit more excited about this one because even though it could be a risk, um, I like to see you know managers like McCann, who's only 39 years of age, give, given an opportunity. So, what's what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think this is a is a, is an exciting appointment. I think that we spoke about him last time. Uh, he was the favourite for the job, um, and I think he did a good job with with Doncaster. Um, did okay with Peterborough before that as well. I think he's a forward-thinking manager, slightly different to Nigel Atkins, but I think he's the type of uh, coach to come in and, and could in, inject real energy into that whole dressing room. Um, still got some very talented players there, Jared Burns, yeah. the remains. Correct. Which yeah. I, I mean, I'd be surprised if he's still at the start of the summer, but I... I I would We've have, said that for about a year, though, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have thought something would happen with that by now, and it hasn't. Yeah. Um, and Grisicki as well. Yeah, and Grisicki. So. Um, brought in Tom Eves today, who's scored a lot of goals in League One last season. So, mm. yeah, I, th- I think they can they can be positive. I think he's uh, obviously done excellently in League One, although he didn't get promoted with Doncaster, did, did very well there. Um, and there were very low expectations about Doncaster at the start of last season, and he got them into got them into the playoffs so yeah I think he's he's a very he's an exciting appointment for them um and and I think they can go into the season feeling confident about about their chances Um, I think they'll probably be battling near the bottom of the table depending on what happens with with Bowen and Grisicki but yeah I I think I think he's an up-and-coming coach I think he'll do well I think there's a lot worse appointments they could have made I, I half expected a Steve McLaren to end up there so I think they can be Relieved that that one didn't happen, uh, and, and they've actually got a a coach that they that can inspire confidence in the season ahead. Yeah, I definitely think Grant McCann was worth taking a chance on, and, and they've done that. The, the only surprise for me, though, he was given a one-year rolling contract. Jake, um, how do you feel about that? Um, I think it's going to be a lot more common. I do. Yeah. As it, over the coming years because clubs in the Football League especially can't really afford to be paying out big compensation on, on managers even especially for a club like Hull um, I can't see them wanting to pay off a manager really um, so yeah I think, I think it's, it's the way football's going um, I mean it doesn't really protect them too much if he does a really really good job I think that's I mean, it's protecting themselves in the sense that if he, you know, does poorly, they can get rid of him fairly cheaply. But on the other hand, if he, you know, leads hold to the top half or or something like that, and, and becomes a target for other clubs, they don't really have a a leg to stand on when it comes to that compensation. So it works both ways. But yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's it's more common for a manager not to do too well uh, and to get the sack than it is for them to do really really well in in another club to come in. So. 
yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I think we'll be seeing more of it. And, you know, in, in the sacking culture, I think it's the right move. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I agree. I think it will become more common and it probably should be more common amongst players as well. Because uh, often now we see players signing three and four year deals and it's it's just it's just a, it's just business, isn't it? It's all about money and, and and keeping that value of a player. And it's slightly different with managers because you know I don't know at the minute what the average time that a manager is in charge, but I'm sure it's probably only about a year, um, just over. So yeah, rolling contracts, you know, will probably be the the future of the game for for, for managers. Just as we've touched on. Uh, Obviously, McCann coming from Doncaster Rovers as well, uh, just to confirm, because we mentioned him a lot over the course of last season. Darren Moore's been appointed Doncaster Rovers manager, so it's great to see him back in the game. Um, I thought he were, you know, was capable of managing at championship level, and I, I really thought that he would have um, managed to get a club in the championship if he'd have waited long enough. But having said that, it's great to see him you know, at a club again and... Uh, Hopefully he can do what he does best and and lead Doncaster Rovers to better things. Now let's talk about the speculation, Jake, of uh, Steve Bruce going to Newcastle. This is interesting on both our parts. I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, Jake, a Newcastle fan. So I'm sure you're as upset about the rumours as every other Newcastle fan, um, as am I, because I don't want him to leave Sheffield Wednesday. But what's your thought process regarding this? And Newcastle, Mike Ashley, etc. Yeah, I, I won't go too far into to the Newcastle stuff because it's it's not the place for it. But I mean, it's not very surprising. Um, I, I think he'd be an idiot to take that job. To be honest, I think that mm. it, it wouldn't work out for him. Any any manager following Rafa Benitez with the current feeling and the fan base is it, immediately on the back foot. And one coming from a champ from the Championship, who's already got a reputation as a a very you know average coach in in the Premier League um, hasn't managed there for a good number of years. I think I think his reputation would precede him. Uh, former Sunderland manager, he shouldn't be taking that job. He, it, I can see why it appealed to him. It's a Premier League job. It's a chance to get back there. Newcastle, a massive club, and all that. Um, he's bought, he's a Geordie, so it's, there's obviously that. Um, mm. But I think he'd be falling upwards, and I think. The thing with Newcastle is that there isn't any ambition at the club. We'd be happy to take 17th every season with Mike Ashley, or at least the ownership would be. So it, it's he's on a hide into nothing really. I don't think I don't think he should be taking it. Whereas 
at Sheffield Wednesday. He's got the backing of the fans. He he seems to settle in really well. They've got, you know, bringing in players. Um, yeah. I think towards the end of last season, they they they're getting some good results. I think they can definitely go into the season with with a chance of getting into that top six. So uh, going from that and in a really secure position with with the fans behind you to the complete opposite, you'd it, have to be crazy. But then at his age. How many more times are you going to get take a job like this? Maybe not many. And, yeah, exactly. And every manager, no matter what the situation is, they always back themselves to to be able to make success of it. So if you if you did it, good luck to him. Uh, could prove me wrong, but I don't think he'd make success of it. Whereas I think he'd have a a very good season with Sheffield Wednesday if he stayed. So I don't think it's a it's definitely going to happen by any stretch. I think it, it, there's a lot. I th- I think there's it, the way it's being written about in the media. I think it's. A lot, they're writing about it as if it's a lot further along than it is. So I think it's still at very, I agree, very yeah. early, ter- very early stage. Um, but yeah, I think I can see why he'd go, but I don't think he should. Um, and as a Newcastle support, I don't, I wouldn't really want to see him taking that job. I wouldn't. It, and it's weird you don't often get this with a manager who's employed by one club, whereas the 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 club he's currently at don't want to lose him, but the club he might be going to also they don't want him. So yeah, <laughs> it's like both sets of fans are willing this not to happen. Yeah, so, it's a, a strange one yeah. in that regards because you know being a Wednesday fan, I I do not want Bruce to leave. I'd hate it to see him go. Having said that, you know if you give anyone the opportunity, you know worldwide to manage your boyhood club or your hometown and or city, and you know at the ages that like you say you get to sixty year old and you've got once in a lifetime opportunity, whether it's you know going to end in failure anyway, and it, you know it might not might not be the right timing for for him to go, especially under Mike Ashley and you know the predicament that Newcastle United are in, it will be difficult for him. To, you know, to turn down. Uh, but from a Sheffield Wednesday's perspective, um, for me, it's it's, dis- it's disrupting our pre-season, especially if, you know, the, the rumours continue for a couple more days. I mean, if, if they do, he's, he's more likely to, to go to Newcastle United. But I just feel as though, you know, from a, from a, ch- a championship team, uh, Steve Bruce is probably the, the right man for the Sheffield Wednesday job. You know, he, he's a level-headed, experienced guy with great connections, contacts, um, and I could see him having a decent long-term future with Sheffield Wednesday. And I feel if he did go to Newcastle, you know, failure would just be around the corner because he's not got the, you know, backing of the board and, you know, he, the infrastructure that he would need and b- the ability to, to bring players in. And if he did go, um, I think, you know, you, you, you might think different, Jake, but I feel as though he probably wouldn't even last a year. Whereas at Sheffield Wednesday, I, I think... You know, he could make a real go of it um, after two or three years and, and, you know, one of those years be very successful. And, and if he guided us to the Premier League, it, it'd, it'd be a legend. I just can see the opposite happening at Newcastle. You know, like like you said, from a from a Premier League point of view, he's, he's probably an average manager. And Mike Ashley's looked at him and thought, yes, he can potentially steady the ship for six months to a year. But, you know, if he's lurking around 17th, 18th, over the course of the season, he'll, he'll probably get sacked anyway. So I don't, I don't see it as a good move for Newcastle. I don't see it as a good move for Steve Bruce. And and from a fan's point of view, supporting Sheffield Wednesday, we just simply don't want to lose the guy. Um, and if we did, there's there's only two names what spring to mind for me, and that's Chris Uton 
or Slavisa Jukanovic uh, that I'd like to see get the job. But I'm not, you know, I'm not putting my eggs in any basket. I, I really want Steve Bruce to, say, to to stay. But as as time goes on, it's looking more likely that he he may make the move, which which is a shame ultimately. Um, but let's let's just hope that <laughs> let's just hope that the the press have got this one wrong and they're all jumping on the bandwagon because there's there's no one else in in line to take the job. So, um, have you got anything else to add before we move on to transfers, Jake? Regarding that. No, I think that's it. I don't really want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can imagine. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a long, hard season for Newcastle, whatever the outcome, I believe. So, unfortunately for you, Jake. Um, but let's move on to transfers. So, let's talk about initially because we've been talking about Shea Adams making a move for a hell of a long time, and it finally happened. A move to Southampton, uh, fifteen million pound. Uh, he made the move. What's your thoughts regarding Birmingham now without Adams, uh, Jake? Yeah, I think first, I think it's a really good move for him. I think it, going to play under a coach like Hassan Hutter and, and and in a in a squad where they don't have many prolific forwards, I think it's a, it's a very good move for him. So it's always good to see when a player makes what looks to be a good move from the championship because sometimes they don't. So yeah, it's good to yeah. see him pick pick a good club there. Um, Birmingham without Adams is going to be an interesting one. I think I'll just put in actually because they've also lost. Jota as well. So let's yeah. talk about Birmingham without Jota and Adams. They've, they've you know still got Lucas Jukovic, but uh, what do you, how do you see their future? I think Birmingham are, are sort of steadying the books after the the financial fair play mm. stuff that hit them last year. I think that Adams is always going to leave, and they got a good fee for him. I think Hotter, um, maybe a little bit more surprising that he's left, but obviously the link with Dean Smith, and they've managed to get Gardner in return, so. Maybe they don't think that's too bad of a deal. I think they're going to be a lot more functional next season. Um, and I think that they're going to have to change their style, obviously. I think the bigger hit for them is going to, is going from Gary Monk uh, to, to Pep Clotet. I don't think that's going to be too successful. I agree, yeah. I think, that, no. That, no. I think they're going to be hurt more by what's happened in the manager's chair than, than selling two players. Um be interesting to see what business they do because they're going to have to. Uh, are they able to bring in players this, this summer? Obviously they can because they got they had Gardner, so they must be able to. They can, but again, I'm sure that they'll be aware that soft embargoes can be placed on them again, um, like at Sheffield Wednesday. That's currently happening. So yes, it's like you say. Ultimately, they'll be balancing the books and, and getting 15 million for. Shea Adams is, is probably about right. Actually, I always forget he's still only 22 years of age. I feel as though he's, he's been around a, a long time. Um, I suppose he has in many ways, but yeah, he's, he's still only 22. So 50 million is, is probably a, quite a bargain in this day and age for Southampton to pick him up. It's just whether he can make that, you know, step up to the Premier League level. Um, so we'll see what happens there, I guess. Uh, but let's, let's talk a, a few more big transfers from the last week or so. Uh, what about Helder Costa to Leeds United? We know a lot about him previously at Wolves in this division. Um, what do you think about his arrival at Leeds? Yeah, this is a very good signing. Um, did very well with Wolves. Uh, sort of thought his best season was the year prior to to them going up, but he did very well in their promotion season mm. as well. Um, yeah, I think he's going to come down and, and be one of the stars of the division. Um, yeah. I think he's going to work very well under Bielsa. I think that's a a coach-player relationship that that could really get the best 
out of the player and you know get the best out of the style for Leeds because I think he, he does fit into that uh, sort of fits him like a glove going into that Leeds team so I think that's a very very exciting signing um, and yeah I think he's going to be a huge success like he was at Wolves um, and it could be one that pushes him finally over the line to promotion but I'm sure we're going to come on to to the the departure and, and potential departure from from Leeds as well. Um, we will, yeah, yeah. We'll, we will come on to that. Just one question before we do move on, though. I know he's signed on a loan deal initially with uh, a permanent move, uh, expected next next year for about a four year deal. Uh, but last season with Wolves, he, he only managed to score two goals, playing thirty times. You were quite disappointing. Do you think that will have? A negative effect going into this season or do you think at this level he's just capable of being like you say a will beater anyway yeah I think it's similar to sort of as, as a Newcastle fan the Dwight Gale the Dwight Gale thing in the championship okay. he's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's I think he's going to come back down and be one of the best players in this division I don't think it, it will affect him too much I think as, for a player like that I think it's important to move clubs after a bad season um, as, so if say he, he got two goals in the Premier League and then being relegated with Wolves maybe that sort of carries on but this will feel a complete fresh start to him new manager mm-hmm. new club I think that he'll shake off that that disappointment from, from the Premier League and get straight back to it Yes I think uh, you know you know, D- Dwight Gale's a great example at this level where you know he can step up and, and score you know 10 to 20 goals in a season and I expect you know Costa to probably be bagging 10 goals and probably 10 assist next season as well I think at this level he's, he should be fantastic but let's talk about the departure at Leeds while we're on that topic which is Pontus Janssen uh, going to Brentford for around 5 million I know obviously Leeds fans disappointed or gutted that he's left and maybe came as a surprise as well but how do you feel about this one Jake from a neutrals point of view? Yeah I think this is an excellent signing for Brentford um, showing their ambition for for the new season I think Janssen has been one of the best centre-backs in in the championship since arriving at Leeds uh, a few Mm. seasons ago now so yeah I think that's very very good signing um maybe offset by the potential departure of Konza who I think is uh, is is off to the Premier League but Mm. I mean if you're going to lose one of your best defenders to replace them with one of the league's best defenders it's it's not a bad shout and uh, I think he's going to be a really really good signing for them and add some leadership and some genuine he's an exciting defender to watch you can't say that about many defenders but he definitely is one that he is exciting to watch um see so yeah, i think it's a great signing for them a bit of a weird one from leeds really but i think yeah. there's finan- yeah. financial implications with that and and maybe a, a clash with bielsa at times so I think it's a big loss for leeds um but it's a huge game for brentford and i think they look like a club that are, really going for it this summer. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they, they fare. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, it was strange because when, <laughs> obviously, o- over social media, when there was a bid for Janssen and it looked like he was on the move and then it came out, it was Brentford. I think everyone was a bit in disbelief because, you know, many people would see Brentford as a, you know, with all due respect, a, a lower or lesser club in the championship than Leeds United, particularly at this moment in time. Uh, but, it's a great coup for Brentford, like we've said over the last couple of years. Great little foundations they've got there. You know, two, three, four, or even five fantastic players now that they've got who are, you know, capable of anything in this division. And finally, you know, a player like Janssen and maybe one more 
player that they may recruit over the summer may just give them that push into the top six or, you know, playoffs. Um, because I feel like they, they finally deserve to give it that shot in the playoffs because they've just missed out on the last couple of occasions. So, um, you know, fantastic signing. And five million is is definitely a a decent fee to be paying for a, for a player like him who's, like you say, one of the best defenders or, you know, could be the best defender in the division last season. So, yes, great signing for Brentford. Let's talk Thomas Callaso, another defender, Jake. Uh, finally signed on a permanent deal from Chelsea. I know Chelsea have, you know, got the transfer ban with incomings. So to see an outgoing, you know, that we may not see many going forward over the next couple of years. But Callas finally left um, to his loan sign loan loan team from last season which is Bristol City um how how do you feel about that one yeah i think this is a a good sign for Bristol City i think they've they've they're another team that have shown quite a lot of ambition over yeah over the transfer window so far obviously a lot to go callas at the age 26 needed to get away from chelsea permanently obviously did very well with with fulham a few seasons ago middlesbrough before that um Bristol City as well. He had a good season. He is, he is a a championship, you know, hardened player now. Um, he knows the division. He got promoted with Fulham. Um, I think he got promoted with Middlesbrough as well, didn't he? The season before, or might have been. Uh, he got a couple, yeah, I believe. Yeah. I believe he did. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. yeah so he's, um... I think he, this is a, a really good sign of Bristol City. He was obviously very good for them last season. Um, they're going to be looking to get into that top six finally after a few years of flirting with with the playoffs. So I think this is a, an important signing for them, and you know it is a new signing, but it, it's a player that will come mm. come knowing the club, knows the manager, knows the squad. So sort of, sort of just a it it would have been difficult to replace them, I think, with a, with a similar caliber player. So I think it's a quite a big coup for for Bristol City. Really, I think it's a very good signing. Yeah, I've got to agree with you again there. I think, you know, the age is at international, you know, he's played at international level as well. So, uh, consistently, just just a very good defender, played 38 times for Bristol City last season. And he remains, you know, in their spine of their whole team, not just their defence. So um, I'm sure he'll be great again for uh, Bristol City next season as they push for their sake, hopefully, to the top six as well. And then let's talk one final transfer, because uh, it's, it's quite recent, um, which is Albert Adoma, who left Aston Villa on a free transfer, was signed for Nottingham Forest. Um, maybe a bit surprising that, you know, he did leave Villa. I know they were promoted, but, he, he, you know, he's he's been a good servant for them over the last year or so. Um, how do you feel about Adoma at Forest, Jake? Yeah, Adoma, very, very good player at this level. Um Seems to be another one that that just has a cut off when it gets to the Premier League. Obviously, mm. got there with Middlesbrough, uh, got got there with um, Aston Villa. Now Nottingham Forest are, are hoping that he can get there with them. But if you look look at him, if you look at his career, he's been at Barnet, played over a hundred games, Bristol City over a hundred games, Middlesbrough over a hundred games, Aston Villa over a hundred games. You know, it says a lot about a player when you know they're getting over 100 games at, at every club that they're, they're at it just shows that's a good point yeah how how highly they're thought of um obviously a good character to have around the dressing room um obviously is a known known goal threat at this level um could do a very solid job and i think forest they've got a 
Last season, they brought in a lot of you know young players from abroad. Maybe that bit of championship experience uh, in attack could could really hold hold them well for the for the coming season. So I think it's a, an excellent signing, and, and for a free, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, definitely. I think um, he's a great signing for Forest. He maybe just lacked a little bit of consistency last season with Villa to remain, you know, to, to get that new contract in, in the Premier League. But is like you say, it's a big step up, and Championship is is probably his level. Uh, but to get him on a free transfer is, you know, I think it's it's great business by Forest, and it might be just what they need to to push them that one step further um, under their new manager as well. Uh, but we've talked transfers and managers, so with that, we're out of time, Jake. If you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, now be a good time. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. Uh, do a lot of writing for EPL Index, and obviously on the, the Premier League show on this channel when that's released, and I'm sure we might get another one soon with the manager situation, so keep an eye out for that. And I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. Please remember to follow the show at Championship Pod, where we post each show. Uh, we'll be recording again over the next couple of weeks. We're going to do a 1-24 to team preview um, ahead of the new season. So that'll come out within July or maybe the f- you know first week in August. But we'll keep it posted on our Twitter feed. Uh, but also subscribe, like and retweet the show. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.